0: Hi, my love. to the podcast my name is DeAndre nicolette if you are new here welcome and if you're an og listener welcome back it is amazing to have you here okay y'all i'm gonna pick up this microphone because i want to make sure the sound is really clear for this episode y'all know my setup right now you know it's going through a couple things okay aka it's just it's not the best But we're making it work for the time being okay so let me set the scene for you guys i love to always set the scene um especially for those of you guys who aren't watching on youtube and if you're new to the podcast and you're listening on apple or spotify or even google or some some other streaming app um i actually now have the episodes on video on youtube as well so if you like to watch with like a little bit of visuals if you want to put a face behind the name if you want to see my facial expressions throughout this episode go ahead and click the link in the show notes or just search Deandre Nicolette on YouTube or search Manifest Daily Podcast and you will be able to find these episodes. So um, let me set the scene. Like I said, it's currently Wednesday, July 31st, you guys, and it is in the morning. It is 8.44 a.m. So I woke up early to get ready to film, to do this episode for you guys right before work. And it's so funny because it's not funny at all, but i I don't know if y'all could tell I am a little bit sleep deprived okay baby I did not sleep well last night so I have mentioned this on a couple of episodes in the past before but I like I will get downloads often at night I just I love to apparently get downloads in the middle of the night typically around 3 a.m. um this is oh let me shuffle a little bit I want to kind of adjust so you guys can see me better But yeah, so I typically get downloads in the middle of the night. So what happened last night is that I woke up around literally, literally 3.33 a.m., um and I woke up I went to use the bathroom and sometimes I get scared to like wake up and use the bathroom in the middle of the night simply because I have nights where I go back to bed I go to sleep and it's no problem I can like fall asleep right away and then other nights I'll like go back to bed and just like it'll just be thoughts like a million thoughts a minute and last night was one of those nights so I literally found myself channeling through so many ideas for manifest daily I found myself like literally writing notes in my notes app because like what I do is I keep my phone by me when I sleep and so typically if I wake up in the middle of the night with these like channeled ideas I just open my notes app and I jot them down oftentimes in the morning when I go to look at them again it's like maybe this typos okay there are so many typos but it'll be really good ideas so that's what happened to me last night so essentially I was up until like I think 5 or 5 30 um that's the last time I remember looking at the time to see what time it was because I feel like that also puts pressure on you to like go back to sleep when you know it's like getting super late or like super close to the time that you have to wake up but you're still awake so yeah but then I woke up at 7 30 and I was so excited to record this episode for you guys that I was like listen okay let me come on here let me get up let me get myself to to work essentially um and record this episode for you guys so I'm really excited. But before we dive into talking about attracting and manifesting the job that you want, and also disclaimer, again, if you're watching, I'm looking down because my laptop is here with my notes. I'm sure you guys know by now, but uh, we're talking about attracting the job and career you want today. But before we dive into that, I have some news for y'all. I know if y'all follow me on Instagram, you saw me like a few weeks ago talking about the noise in my apartment and talking about my noise sensitivity and that there was quite a bit more noise lately and it was actually putting me on edge. So for me, noise makes me really anxious, um, especially when it's like sudden noises. For example, if it's like white noise is something else where, where it's constant and consistent and you kind of, you know, can expect like your brain can expect the noise to continue. It does not put me on edge. I actually sleep with white noise or um, this like sound that sounds like beach waves. But when it's sudden noises, I get put on edge. And I'm sure many of you guys can also identify because I feel like noise is something that triggers our fight or flight response as humans. Typically, if we hear a loud noise, it can signal danger. And so we're put on edge, right? I have a new upstairs neighbor. And if you live in a new modern apartment building, like I do, like this building was literally, like I'm, I'm pretty sure they're still finishing parts of the building right now. Like that's how new it is. If you live in a new apartment building, you know that these days, baby, they don't build them with brick no more, okay? They build them with, uh, listen, I don't know if it's called sheetrock. Girl, they build them with something cheap, okay? Because they build them quick. And so when you see an apartment, or you see uh, a ground, like literally land, and the next day you see an apartment, it is built quickly and it's built pretty cheaply. So it's beautiful. It's, I love my apartment in terms of the finishes, the look and feel, all that good stuff. But noise comes through really easily from the upstairs neighbors and from the neighbors next door who have a dog that loves to bark at night. Basically, for my sanity, for my peace of mind, for my work, because I do work at home in addition to living at home, I will be moving. This was not an easy decision to make because obviously I have uprooted myself so many times in the past two years and June or past one year wow that's literally wild june 2020 i moved to newark new jersey february 2021 i moved to dallas and now it is july i almost want to say june it is july 2021 and i will be moving again i'm staying within dallas you guys so i'm not leaving texas i'm not leaving dallas for those of you who are like this girl just moving states like she's crazy and if i was it wouldn't be no problem because maybe live your life okay but i am going to be staying within dallas and i want to tell you guys the story of where i'm moving really quickly because it's so it's so filled with synchronicities and i want to kind of illustrate you know the 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 funny the humor i guess of god in the universe and not even the humor but The true nature of how everything really works and how everything is truly, truly connected and working in your highest and best favor. So when I was touring apartments, I actually came to Dallas a week uh, for about a week. It was maybe five or six days in February, um, January, end of January, early February of this year to tour apartments before I moved. And I looked at a, a couple different ones. I want to say I looked at like maybe five or six different places. Most of the places that I looked at were like where I live now, super modern, newly built, all the, the nice, you know, the wood flooring, like the fancy finishes, all the things, the amazing amenities, the big pool, the conference room, the gym, all the things, right? All the things that I think when you're going into an apartment as a young person, you kind of look at because those are the things that are like really fun to have in your place of living right and so i looked at uh, a lot of places like that but there was this one place that i looked at that was different from the rest because it was actually a much older community one it was out in the suburbs i'm like doing weird things with my fingers one it was out in the suburbs two the buildings the buildings, right? Because the way it's built is not like it's a, a giant apartment building. It's actually built in a way where it's almost like two-family homes. So you, if you've ever seen a two-family home, basically a two-family home is where like on the first floor there is a whole entire apartment, so everyone has their kitchen, their you know their bedrooms, all the things. And on the second floor, it's like a separate apartment. So you have two families that are living atop each other, but there's no one to the side of you, to the left of you, or to the right of you. And so this apartment. It's a bunch of different, or this uh, community rather. It's a bunch of different apartments that's like that, and it was very old, or not very old. I feel like that sounds so bad, but it was it was a little bit older, right? And it had that character, right? You know, if you ever go to a place like where I live now, it doesn't have a lot of character. The finishes are very what I like to call the 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 um trendy minimalist chic, right? You have a lot of white, you have a lot of um, matte black, like so the farmhouse chic style, which I personally love. I, I love that style, but it's it doesn't have a lot of character. But this other place I looked at had all that character and it was just, it was, for some reason, I found myself really, really drawn to this place, even though it wasn't like this newer building or anything like that. And so I actually had that as my top choice. And then a couple different things happened where I ended up speaking to someone from this building before I spoke to the person from the other building with like the lease uh, link or the link to apply to the apartment. And so I ended up applying to the apartment that I live in now and I ended up getting the apartment I live in now and I kind of just forgot about the other one, right? It's so funny because things are so full circle that in my journey, right, let me actually put my phone on, do not disturb, in my journey to look for a space, this time, I found myself looking at townhomes, I found myself looking at houses to rent, and this, this apartment, this community came up again, because, because of the nature of the homes, how they're built, the, um, how it was a little bit older, how it was out in the suburbs, so it's a little bit more quiet, because right now, I live literally, like, right by downtown um it was gonna be a little bit more quiet so it's gonna fit essentially what I was looking for in terms of a home to be a little bit more peaceful and so I ended up going back to the apartment I ended up touring and I fell in love again I was like it just has such a homey feel like there's a fireplace in there guys and that's you know such a basic thing but for me it just gave me like very homey vibes like the type of place that you could like really again feel at peace in I was like, okay, I want to apply. So I was chatting with the woman in the office who was giving me all the information about how much the rent would be, like what's available for what I wanted, because they literally only had one unit that was like, well, actually, first they didn't have the unit that I wanted. They had something that was like bigger than what I wanted. It was still a two bedroom, but it was a little bit bigger. And I was like, I'll take it. But we were, I was chatting with her and one of the things came up is I asked about the income requirements because obviously if you guys you know, have ever applied for an apartment, you know that typically apartments will ask you to supply your income. They wanna make sure that you can afford to live in the community and that you're not going to essentially default on your rent because you can't afford it. And so I asked her about the income requirements and she told me what they were. It's kind of funny because I did the math and if I had applied to this apartment back in February, I would not have been approved based on my income. But I actually got a raise quite recently. And what happened is I am now at a place where I can afford to live at this particular community. And it was such a a really simple thing Right, But I think it just shows the full circle moment of how everything is connected and how everything works because you guys, I it's like a full circle moment where I was led right back to the same community that I was looking at in the first place, the same place where I felt this homie vibe, the same, like it was just kismet really. But now I was brought in with the circumstances that i would need in order to be able to get approved for this apartment. i didn't know before the first time i applied that i wouldn't have made uh the cut based on my income i actually didn't know that but you know clearly that would have happened and i ended up here for a reason and now i'm ending up there for a reason so i just kind of want to point that out and the other like synchronistic thing that happened was that like i said um they only had a bigger two bedroom that was available at the time for what at what I needed because I kind of want to move like ASAP. Like it's kind of like a quick thing. Um, and they only had one thing that was available Later on that day, so I applied, and the next day I actually went to the website because I was looking up floor plans again. I wanted to see the floor plan of the apartment that I actually would be in. And then I actually saw another floor plan. And I have the video in my phone of when I toured this place back in February. And it's the same floor plan that I toured. So I saw it on the website and it said available, which is weird because it wasn't available the other day. So I called the building and I was like, hey, I I see... um, This floor plan's available. And she's like, oh, wow. She goes, this just opened up. And she's like, you're literally the first person to call, but I guarantee you other people would have called because that layout goes so quick here. People really love that layout. And I'm like, can I switch from where I would be in September to having this particular place and it would actually be available sooner. It'd be available at the end of August. And she was like, yeah, we can switch you. And on top of that, y'all, it ended up being cheaper. So I was like, yes, switch me over, switch me over, switch me over. So I just kind of wanted to like tell you guys that because one, I'm gonna do moving vlog. I wanna kinda show you guys um, where I'm going. I wanna bring you along on that part of my journey as well because it is something that I've manifested and something that's come full circle for me. But two, I also want to let you guys know that I did film a house tour for where I live now and I'm gonna have that up on Friday of this week. So you guys can look out for that. Um, My apartment right now is not fully furnished at all I still kind of like I kind of paused in the furnishing and decorating process when I started to feel unsettled in this space it made me not want to continue doing that process so I'll show you guys what I have for now but uh, I'm just really excited to bring you guys along the process with me and I think you're gonna find it super super fun. So now that we've done like a literal 50 minute intro oh my gosh I feel like I should be embarrassed but I know you guys really like just me chatting because hello like it's a podcast like y'all love it I love it y'all know I be chatty okay I be chatty chatty Kathy. um I want to dive into what y'all came here for okay what y'all came here for and that is attracting the job and career that you want so I have this broken up into two sections in my notes the first we're going to talk about sort of five tips that I have for you guys in order to help you attract and manifest that career and job that you want. Um, And then the second part is where I'm talking specifically about entrepreneurship. So if you are wanting to manifest entrepreneurship, I want you to also listen to the first part, but I want you to listen to that second part as well, because that's going to have some really specific stuff in there that's going to, again, be specific to you and your situation as it pertains to entrepreneurship. So let's go ahead and dive in. So the first thing I have here. Is it's very similar when we talked about love last week, but you want to get clear about what you want in the position, right? Now, here's what I mean by this. I don't mean like, well, kind of, is like this. Okay, so what I mean by getting clear is I want you to think about what you value. Think about what you value in a position. I think oftentimes, people go into looking for work, just kind of looking at the job description, looking at like, okay, what would I be doing? Like, what does this, what's the title of this position? Does it match, you know, the title of what I'm looking for? Things like that, which I think is very important, right? That obviously is a part of the job hunting process, the career process, especially if you have this long-term vision of, Getting to a certain place in your career, and you know that typically it takes certain steps to do that. You may want to start with a job that is aligned with that, you know, endpoint that you see for yourself, right? But what I mean by this is thinking about what you inherently and deeply value and how you can find the position that's aligned with that. So I'll give you guys a really good example. Um, the big one that I always say for myself is freedom. I am someone that really values freedom of my time, freedom to Choose the way that I want to go about work, freedom to work basically kind of when I want. Like, I'm the kind of person where I. Like yes, I love a routine. So like typically I like to work like 9 to 5 for the most part. But for me, I like to have the freedom and flexibility to say like, okay, if I want to, you know, start a little earlier and end a little earlier as long as I get my work done, I can do that. So I love the freedom of being able to make those decisions, those executive decisions for how to allocate my time for my work, right? And so when I was looking for a position, I really wanted to make sure that the company and the work that I was doing aligned with that specific value. Otherwise, I would be in a situation where, you know, I'm I'm in a job where like and I've been in those places before where it's like you need to, for example, like there are jobs where I or I had I have been in positions where I would go to work and I would be done with like whatever I had to do. Like say it was like a to-do list and a certain amount of tasks. Like I would be done for the day and I would feel pressured to stay or I would be chastised if I left early because I'm someone where I, baby I work smarter not harder. Okay, I'll be getting tired. I'm a projector, if y'all know human design. So I don't like to spend eight hours a day doing work that can be done in less time if you just think about it in a different way. That's just how I feel. So think about what you value. Think about, you know, is it, and I think for a lot of people, it is their time, right? For a lot of people, they don't want to be sitting, you know, at a certain space for however long doing work that they don't feel aligned with. For a lot of people also, um, we're now seeing that remote work is so huge, right? It's getting, you know, more popular now, and I think because companies are realizing, like, people are, still getting work done when they're doing it from home and sometimes even being more productive because they're able to work in an environment that is a little bit more conducive to their uh, work style i think where a lot of people like travel is really big and so they want something where it may be remote because the, it would allow them to work in different areas it's the same thing for me i love y'all know y'all see my instagram I love to go to coffee shops to work. Like I like to switch up my location. I have my office here at home. I have the conference room downstairs in the apartment building, but I also love to go to like a Starbucks or a local coffee shop and just like, sit down and switch up the environment and be around the buzz of other people today after I record this I'm actually heading off to Barnes and Noble to work and then I was like because Cheesecake Factory is next to Barnes and Noble baby I'm treating myself to lunch yes ma'am Drake said it. I forget the alarm right now but y'all know Drake said something about Cheesecake Factory and so I'm listening to my man's Drake and I'm heading to Cheesecake Factory to get the miso salmon for lunch the lunch portion not the dinner portion actually I might get the dinner portion so I can have leftovers I think I might get a dinner portion and the Oreo dream extreme cheesecake yes I have this all planned out because that's who I am as a person when I go to restaurants I like Plan it out and Cheesecake Factory is like my favorite. So yeah, so the next thing I want you guys to do is to be open to things that are in your field of expertise and remember that everyone was once a beginner So this is something where I feel like I have seen a lot of people want to get into certain careers or want to start doing certain things, but they're like, oh, like I'm not, you know, I don't have any experience. Like I didn't go to school for that. Like for example, even in the entrepreneurship, if you feel like you want to start a business in a certain field and you're like, oh man, like how am I supposed to do this? Because no one's going to trust me. No one's going to buy from me. No one's going to want to, you know, learn from me or whatever, because I'm not an expert in this field. Let me say something right now everybody started at zero. Like no one pops out the womb a newborn baby knowing how to like do marketing or knowing how to be a therapist or like they don't pop out the womb with a PhD. You know what I'm saying? Like we all gotta learn and we all gotta start somewhere. And so what I always tell people is like, yes, one, be open to different fields. So for example, uh, myself, I went to undergrad for psych and sociology. she was like on this path where i wanted to become a therapist and i still kind of sometimes think about going back to get my doctorate like y'all you know you might see you might see you one day you might see you one day um and then i went to grad school for marketing and advertising and when i came out of school right i was looking for marketing and advertising jobs specifically because i really did enjoy the work and i still do enjoy the work right now i work in marketing i'm working social media specifically but i i really enjoy my work and i really enjoy working in marketing but if I were to ever be like, you know, I think I want to um, explore, cause explore uh, maybe like computer science, like my my best friend does computer science. or so maybe I'm like, oh, I want to a- explore design because at one point I did want to explore design. Let me tell you, everything that you want to do, right, if you went to school for whatever and you want to try something else. You can always either go back to school, right? That's one option, but we know school sometimes you know, adds up or you can always like take courses, online courses. You can always self-study and self-learn. There's so many ways to learn that I don't want you guys to close yourself off to certain opportunities or certain careers or certain paths because you simply think that it's not available to you because you don't know enough. If you have an interest in something, if you have a curiosity in something, I always say explore that. And I think there are so many ways that you can go about exploring that. For example, um, I mentioned the courses, right? A lot of colleges will do like, you can come and take a course like on campus or online. There are so many online courses on websites like Skillshare. If you've never heard of Skillshare, I highly recommend you check it out. They have courses on literally everything. So, for example, there was one time where I was like trying to get into drawing on the iPad and I took a Procreate class on Skillshare. Now, y'all, y'all see me out here making iPad designs. But now it's a skill that I kind of have. Or um, I remember when I was growing up, so my mom actually like sewed. She was like, she used to kind of do like seamstress work back in the day. And so I grew up watching my mom sew. Like she would always have my clothes. She would always make her own curtains, all that kind of stuff. And so that was something that I wanted to learn. And so I worked alongside her to learn. And then I taught myself stuff too. So I literally would like get on her sewing machine and just like sew things. Like I remember being a kid and like cutting up old t-shirts cutting up old pants and like just sewing them and making them into different things and now that's a skill that i have now i may not be going on to start my own clothing line but that is a skill that i have if i ever want to make my own curtains or make a dress I know how to do so. And what I'm saying is I didn't let the fact that, you know, I wasn't an expert in those things stop me because how are you ever gonna become an expert in something? How are you ever going to get to dive into a field if you never even take the chance to start? And everyone has to start somewhere, right? That's the whole point of this. everyone has to start somewhere. So you start from ground zero, right? And you, you get to the point where you actually build up and if you find that you're really excited about something if you find that you're really interested in something you start from ground zero and you keep on working and soon you'll be an expert right so the next thing i think that is super helpful is if you script out your ideal work day and what you want to spend your time doing and what basically your your day looks like So I remember when I was, I did this for not my current position, but I did this for like my last position. I actually ended up getting the job, ended up realizing it wasn't what I wanted once I got in, but that's okay. You know, we live and we learn, we live and we learn, but I do remember scripting out my day and kind of thinking about like what that would look like, because I feel like this is such a fun exercise because you get to see what's actually important to you that like maybe you wouldn't have thought so i remember when i did this exercise I like wrote out things like I wanted to have like a slower morning where I could do like a morning routine and have a coffee. I wanted to be able to have a long enough drive where I could listen to a podcast but a short enough drive where I, cause I don't like to drive for too long. So I didn't want like a 45 minute drive, but like a little half an hour, 20, 20 minute drive would be enough to give me, you know, be able to like listen to my podcast. I wanted to be able to be in a role where my ideas were valued, right? I imagined myself being in meetings and being able to voice my ideas, communicate my thoughts without being, you know, looked down upon um, and things like that. I wanted to be able to Be in a position of leadership of some sort, right, to be able to have influence and have a say as to what campaigns were created, um, how we went about campaigns, how we picked influences for certain things, things like that. So I remember like detailing all of this in like a day in my basically like think about it like you're doing like a day in your life vlog, except you're writing it. okay, and. I literally did that and it helped me actually call in this one position that I that I you know ended up again seeing wasn't right for me once I was in the job but like I said that's okay that's okay because you know what you know and you don't know what you don't know until you're in the job and you actually see how it is and how the vibes are and stuff like that but I would really encourage you guys to do this because by scripting out how you want your day to go and thinking about it from that kind of like higher level you can see, basically, what are those little things that really matter to you that maybe you didn't identify when you first thought about your values? So for example, um, something like the podcast, right? Something like me thinking about my commute and thinking about having this commute where I'm driving along, going to work, and listen to a podcast. That wouldn't necessarily be something that I would think about when I think about what I value, right? Because when I think about values and work, and I think about my job and how that aligns with my values, I'm thinking of the bigger things like, again, time and freedom And um, the remote aspect, like freedom to work from wherever, freedom to kind of have autonomy over my schedule, things like that. But I'm not necessarily thinking like freedom to... Listen to a podcast. Like, I'm not thinking about it like that. But when you do your scripting out of your day to or, day or a day in your life going to work or having this job or running your business, right? If we're talking about entrepreneurship, then you really start to one, um, identify like the little things that matter to you. But two, I think if we're talking about entrepreneurship specifically, you start to identify like the kind of clients that you want to work with, like the type of people that you want to work with. For example, if you're going into entrepreneurship or you are in entrepreneurship and you're trying to you know script a certain type of reality for yourself like you might start to realize like oh i want like clients that are like my friends like they have similar qualities and traits as my friends or maybe you don't maybe you want some clients that are like You know very like cut and dry like it's there's no blurring of the relationship lines there and they're just a client that's it like i don't know what you want but i think scripting it out and allowing yourself to like write that down in detail really like helps you get clear on what it is that you want and what it is that you value and not just on the bigger, higher level, but also on those details as well. So the next thing is you need to express gratitude for where you are in work now. Um, if you want change, that's OK. But remember, at some point, you want it to be where you are now. So honor that as you manifest the next stage. This is so important. I always say this is important no matter what, whether you're trying to manifest you know, a different home situation, um, a different job. like. Whatever you're trying to manifest, you need to be grateful for where you are now and what you have now. So, again, going back to the job where I had manifested this amazing job. At the time, it was an amazing job, you guys. Amazing company, well known globally. Like super fun. Um, I'm sure if you if you've ever been on my LinkedIn, you know what I'm you know what I'm talking about, girl. But when I got into the company, I realized that the company culture was not aligned with me. So there were there were a couple of different clashes there between how I was as a person, how I like to work and how the company culture was and how my manager liked to work and things like that. And it became very apparent to me that while the work itself was fun, I wouldn't be able to last a long time at that place without getting seriously burnt out but without slipping into a depressive state that I'd slipped into before at a job where it wasn't aligned and it was actually pretty toxic for me. so. I knew I had to leave pretty pretty early on. And it was kind of hard because I'd gone through such a rigorous uh, interview process. It was like four different interviews. It was just a lot. Like there was, it was a really rigorous, actually it was five because I had an interview with the recruiter. So it was like five different interviews. It was a crazy, crazy long process. So when I realized that I had to leave, I also made sure that I was feeling gratitude for where I was. So I knew I wanted to move on. I knew I wanted to find something else. I knew I wanted to kind of get to to whatever the next step of my career was because this wasn't it for me. But I also was like, you know what? I'm not gonna hate on where I am now because guess what? Two months ago, three months ago, right? When I first got the the message or the the email that I was being recruited for this position that this company wanted me, I was ecstatic. I, w- I remember sitting up in my parents' um, like kitchen area on my laptop at our little like bar table. What is it called? Like a bar stool stand situation area in the kitchen, fixing out my resume, writing my cover letter, telling my mom, let me read you my cover letter real quick. I was so excited, right? At one point in time, that position, that everything that came with it was something that I wanted. And I think often when we get into a certain situation that we've manifested, and it isn't what we want we realize like oh actually i don't really want to be here i don't really want this relationship i don't really want this thing i think it's easy for us to forget the state of mind that we were in before right we forget how much we wanted that thing we forget how how like the nights that we stayed up waiting to know if we got that thing and so as you are getting ready to move into that next stage of your career whatever that looks like for you do not neglect to express gratitude for where you are now. That doesn't mean that you have to say you are content with where you are now. That doesn't mean that you have to say you are complacent, that you're gonna stay there. No, you can be absolutely ready to move on, absolutely calling in the next thing while at the same time expressing gratitude for the fact that you were able to manifest that situation because what that means is that you're gonna be able to manifest the next thing. And hopefully the next thing is more aligned with you. The last thing I wanna say is uh so this one goes into worth um and i want to also say that i plan to do an episode i think it's going to be in september october that is about career where i'm going kind of more in depth about my uh specific career journey and some things that i've learned especially around worth and advocating for yourself in the career space especially as a woman and even more especially as a black woman but for this episode i will just say that wherever you are in your career right again whether you're going applying for a job or whether you are working for yourself or trying to work for yourself honor your worth with money you have to remember that any job that you're doing whether you're doing it for through a company or through your own company It is an energetic exchange, right? So don't allow yourself to be underpaid because what this does is this creates resentment and it creates resentment with your work, it creates resentment with your employer, it creates resentment with yourself sometimes for accepting a client or accepting a job that you feel is not valuing your worth. It is sometimes a hard thing right, to advocate for yourself when it comes to money. I think especially when you are given the opportunity to work with a certain client, especially if you're starting off as an entrepreneur and maybe it's your first or second client, uh, maybe you do need that client, right? You're sort of in the feast or famine mode and you're like, baby, I, kn- I need this client. I'm trying to get some groceries. I understand because I have been there and I have completely undervalued my my worth and my work. I was freelancing for most of last year in 2020 and I remember at one point having so many different clients because I wasn't charging a lot. And so in order to hit the income goals, I had to have more clients and got to the point where I was making like a good amount of money, but I was so burnt out because I had so many different clients versus if I had honored the the value of the work I was delivering. When I tell you the caliber of work, baby, listen, listen. What agency? It's Deandra, baby. Okay. So value yourself and value your work, and don't let these companies, don't let these clients underpay you. I promise you, there's gonna be another company, there's gonna be another client that can see the value that you bring and can pay, and will be happy to pay you what you want, what you're demanding. Um, and like I said, I know it can be hard when you maybe you're in the job hunt for a while, or maybe you're working with clients, and you know, you know, it's your first or second client. Uh, but you have to kind of find that good balance because once you start allowing yourself to be underpaid, it creates a ripple cycle or ripple effect where you're going to continuously allow yourself to be underpaid. You're going to take on another client that's going to underpaid. You're going to take another job. So you want to kind of stop that as soon as you can identify it and try to do what you can to offset that just because again, it just does not create an equal energetic exchange and it creates a situation where resentment and bitterness can run rampant. So now I wanna dive into the entrepreneurship piece. Um, so if you are someone that is wanting to either manifest entrepreneurship, or I, I guess maybe you're at the beginning of manifesting entrepreneurship, this part is for you. This whole like section is for you. So I wanna start off by saying that entrepreneurship has become a really big buzz word, buzz lifestyle lately. I feel like a lot of people are like, I don't want to work for nobody. I don't want to work for someone. I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for nobody. Listen, I feel like that is a completely valid thought to have. I think if you have been in a lot of toxic work situations, of course, you're scarred. You're not going to want to work for anyone. You've only experienced really shitty work situations. So you're not really going to want to head into, you know, another work situation if you feel like it's going to create the type of feelings and emotions and trauma that the other situations have created for you i completely understand that but what i will say is that if everybody because i was thinking about this i was like if everybody's working for themselves i feel like who is out there supporting the others so let me break this down for you so for example if you are a so you can work for yourself, but you have to think about it this way. You're gonna always kind of be working for someone else, if that makes sense. So like, okay, if you're like a business owner and I'm trying to think, what, what? Is, uh, say you're a business coach, right? Say you're a business coach and you are coaching your client. Your clients are paying you, right? You're not their employee but you're working for your clients if you think about it, because you need your clients to get results so that the money that they paid you actually has given them the, the energetic exchange that they wanted, that they that y'all like basically specified in whatever agreement that y'all had. If you are a virtual assistant, you own a virtual assistant business, and you are outsourcing your services to a business coach, You are not an employee, like it's not legally, like you're not a W-2, right? You're not like a a legal employee. They're not giving you benefits, all that stuff. But you are working to make sure that your client is getting the best service from you. So what I'm trying to say is that at the end of the day, everyone's like, I don't want to work for someone, but you have to remember that even when you're like an entrepreneur, you're always kind of working for someone. And that doesn't mean to say it's a bad thing. It's just that, I think that the work that we do has to be aligned. Like it has to be aligned work. And that's when people say like, oh, if you love what you do, you don't feel like you work a day in your life. That's what I think we're all aspiring for. It's not necessarily that people are, I don't think it's that people are really mad to work for an employer because let me tell you something right now. There are people out there working for amazing companies, getting paid good money, getting flewed out, getting to eat this amazing food, getting company cars, and they are living their best life. And they are maybe if they were in a situation where it was like a really awful job back to back to back, they would be like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got to get out nine to five. But if they're living a good job and they have good work life balance and getting paid well. I don't, I'm sure they are. I'm sure those people are not complaining. Girl, those people are not complaining. So I don't necessarily think it's the whole you need to work for yourself situation. I just feel like there has been this, there's we've created this like view of what entrepreneurship looks like on social media. And I think everyone wants to live a lifestyle like that. But I want people to understand that you often don't see the behind the scenes, like the true behind the scenes. And on top of that, on top of that, that lifestyle doesn't always have to be uh, achieved with entrepreneurship. It can be achieved through other means as well. Working for a company, right, that you like is not a cop-out. You're not a cop-out or sell-out if you work for a company that you like i think if you're compensated well and you love your work you are doing what is best for you and this goes back to the whole energetic exchange thing i think when there is an equal energetic exchange between a company and an individual right or whether it whether you're an entrepreneur and you are exchanging your services to a client or whether you are technically an employee by legal standards and you're exchanging your services to a company because at the same day it's still the same type of exchange in my work i'm an employee but baby I'm exchanging my services. I like to think of it like my employer is my big client. That's how I look at it. Because when I was working with clients last year, it's like, you know how like if you do client work, you might have, clients, some clients who have like a bigger project with you. And so it takes more time, it takes more effort, it takes more energy, but you get paid more and you might have smaller clients where like it's like you're doing smaller work with them, but you get paid less. As long as the energetic exchange is equal, I feel like people tend to feel aligned with their work, especially if you love the work that you do. So it's about finding work that you love to do clients that you love to work with who are able to pay you and compensate you fairly what you deserve and i think that creates a beautiful energetic exchange i'll also like to say that people forget that when you work for yourself you sometimes can work 24 7. and i think this part gets glossed over in the the like whatever lifestyle stuff that we see on Instagram and social media because people are so drawn. They're so caught up in like the work from a beach or like work whatever hours you want. Honestly, you guys like, there are jobs out there where you can do that, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be entrepreneurship. And this isn't me like coming for entrepreneurship because I consider myself an entrepreneur, right? I consider myself an entrepreneur. I do work a nine to five, a nine to five. It's not really a nine to five, girl. It's 925 and I'm recording this podcast. You see what I'm saying? I do work a nine to five, but I also have my businesses. I also have, Um, I'm actually going to be establishing a second LLC this year. Like I have other things that I do. You know what I mean? And I feel like, People sometimes forget that it can be a 24 seven job. If you're someone where you really value work-life balance, you value being able to go into work, do your work, five, six o'clock, whatever comes around, you leave and that's it. You don't have to check your emails. You don't have to worry about that until the next day, Saturday, Sunday, and nobody bothering you. Then sometimes a standard or traditional nine to five, where one, again, you enjoy the work or you don't mind the work, two, it's, um, you're compensated fairly can be best off for you. Because what I often tell people is with entrepreneurship, you can take on a lot more work. I remember when I was doing client work, again, this is at the time where I was undervaluing my work. And so I had multiple clients. It was really hard because instead of feeling like I had one boss, I felt like I had literally several bosses because you have to remember with my clients, like you're setting up calls to kind of go over their metrics. You have to keep an eye on and I was doing like social media and marketing services. I have to keep an eye on their email, keep an eye on their social. Like I'm checking all these accounts every day. Y'all, it was a lot. And I know you can outsource that work as well, but... At the time, because I was charging so low with the rates, I wasn't able to, at one point I did outsource some of the work, but then I was just like, okay, this is like cutting way too into the profit. I feel like you gotta remember that like, when you're doing some entrepreneurship work, it is like you have more bosses. There's more responsibility. There's more responsibility. I'll just put it like that. There's more responsibility. So I always like to ask people, if you're heading into entrepreneurship, be honest with yourself. Ask yourself a couple questions. Ask yourself, do you want to be an? Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? Why do you want to work for your work for yourself? Because like I said, everybody's really working for somebody. Why do you want to work for yourself? If your answer is because I was chatting with a friend about this and I literally walked her through this as well. We were talking about her. We were talking about how she wanted to go into uh, working for herself. And girl, if you watching, you know, you know who you know who you are. Um, she wanted to go into working for herself. And I was telling her the same thing I told y'all. I'm like, it is a wonderful thing, but after a year of doing it, I burnt out and I found the job that I have now. And I do the same kind of work, except I have one big client. You feel me, who pays me like one big amount and I work on that one big client which is nicer for me because I can put all of my focus in terms of client work onto that client and then every other part of my brain every other part of my or all the other energy and time that I have can be reserved for my business and my stuff versus having to like focus on multiple clients and my business and my other stuff I'm doing So I was telling her that. And then I also asked her, I was like, what do you what do you look at? Like, what are your values? Like, what are you really looking for in a position? Like, why do you want to work for yourself? And it kept coming back to two things for her. She really wanted the freedom to work where she wherever she wanted. She wanted to work from home. She didn't like going into an office. She wanted to have the flexibility and the freedom to work from home. And the other thing is she wanted to have the flexibility and freedom where her time. She saw that I was, you know, during the day sometimes, if I gotta run out to like, like say I'm running out to work at Barnes and Noble, I'm having lunch at Cheesecake Factory, like sometimes I run out to Target in the middle of the day if I need something quickly, like whatever it is, I have that freedom and flexibility, right? Cause I get my work done. I get my work done, period, end day, period, poo. Okay, and so she saw that. And so those were kind of the two things that we identified. And i said to her i said well i do that at my job it's not it's not working for myself so not to discourage her from going into business for herself but I also wanted to kind of say, I'm like, okay, there's two ways you can look at it, right? You can go into entrepreneurship, you can build that business, you can work for yourself, you can build up your clientele, you can get to the point where at the end of the day, being a business owner does pay off really well because you can make so much more. Your, your income isn't necessarily capped. You're not limited to a 5% raise each year. You can really build um, equity. You can really build monetary gain a little bit quicker in some ways, right? But What a lot of people fail to realize or fail to understand or even think about is that you don't know how long that will take you. For some people, they go into business, they put in a lot of sweat equity in year one. Year two, they're at half a million dollars in revenue. For other people, they work for themselves for five, 10 years, and they're making a decent amount. Like They love what they do, but they're not a millionaire by any means. They're living a decent life. They love it, but that's what it is. So you have to kind of ask yourself, Am I willing to go into business knowing that I'm going to have to work really, really hard? I'm going to have to work sometimes past the eight hour mark on each day to build my business, not knowing when it's going to take off. So we talked about that. And I was like, when you go into a company and then one of the cool things about working at a nine to five, that's a line for you is that you can have that stable and I'm putting these quotation marks on stuff because we'd be saying these words but really nothing is nothing is fully guaranteed in life but you can have that stable income coming in um and if you find a job that's aligned with her with you and I was telling her I was like you can find remote work you can find a job that allows you to do exactly what you mentioned because I do that right and I get paid to do what I do and you can build your business on the side And I think what that allows you is peace of mind because i remember at one point in time where i was out of work this was around 2018 like i had a couple months where i was out of work and i was trying to build my business to get it to sustain me to get it to income um to get it to like a certain income so i could sustain myself it was the most stressful thing ever i was putting so much pressure on myself and my business to grow at a rate that it wasn't ready to grow at and i think that can be the hard thing is when you're going into business and you're trying to get to a certain thing like if it's in the cards for you it'll grow at that rate but sometimes like sometimes it takes longer and if you're not prepared to work for a few years with honestly very little monetary gain then you might be in for a really rough time if you head into entrepreneurship and you're seeing all these people on instagram who are talking about six figure businesses which i'm like i don't know that term has now become i roll my eyes i to be quite honest with you and i'm and if you love that term you love it i just personally like i feel like it's just been it's just it's weird now it's kind of giving me cult vibes like i don't understand but i think everyone's trying to have this six figure business and it's like First of all, also you got to remember like if your business is making six figures, you're not making six figures. Your business is making six figures. So if your overhead is like 90 grand, you made 10,000. Just just doing some, just tossing out some math for y'all. Like we're seeing, we're all bombarded with these images and these videos and these people telling their story of how quickly they built this business. But you don't often hear about the people who had to grind for like 10 years before something took off. I feel like We just got to remember that that is a possibility for us. Now, that that doesn't mean to say limit your thinking. And I'm just saying being open to the possibilities. But when you're open to the possibilities, you also have to be open to the possibility that it could take off in one year or it could take off in 10 years or it could never take off that's another possibility as well. I feel like when it comes to entrepreneurship, identify what it is about entrepreneurship that you really want. If it really is that you have a business idea that you are so excited about. Like y'all, when I talk about my skincare, baby, you gonna see that skincare coming soon. Okay, drop in 2021. I am so excited about that. I know it's gonna be like, honestly, with all the stuff that I have to deal with with the skincare so far, there have been a couple bumps in the road. There have been a couple bumps in the row, but I am so, passionate about the project, passionate about the product, passionate about the brand that I will be building, that I know that I wanna build that business. If it takes me five years, if it takes me 10 years, I, this time around, I'm ready to commit the time to see this vision to life. If you're not ready to commit the time, if you're not ready to commit the sweat equity, if you're not ready to be, you know, dealing with suppliers or clients at, at certain times or having to set boundaries with them because they don't realize that you got boundaries for when you're gonna work, I think you should really ask yourself what it is that you want from entrepreneurship. If, if it's simply, because for a lot of people, what I when I ask people, a lot of people want freedom to work from home and freedom with their time. There are jobs that can give you that. And there are jobs that can give you that with a certain amount of income so that you can build your business on the side without putting pressure on your business to grow, because I will be honest with you sometimes. And this, this has been the case for me and it might be the case for you. If you quit your job or if you go head first into a business, and that business is not enough to sustain your lifestyle and you start to feel pressure to make the business take off faster than you like you that it's taking off sometimes that will be the downfall of your business because it will kill your passion it will make you resent your business it will make you resent your decision to quit your job it'll make you resent everything because now you have this business that's not bringing in the money you need to sustain your lifestyle and you're panicking and you're trying to tread water you cannot be in survival mode and also Trying to thrive, trying to make a business thrive. Because, baby, if you're trying to put out fires and trying to figure out how you're going to pay your bills, how are you also going to be sitting here like thinking of creative ideas to grow your business? You're not. You're going to be thinking of desperation attempts. You're going to be putting a lot of desperate energy into your business. And that is a fastest way to kill a business that's the fastest way to kill anything is desperate energy of needing something to happen quickly I'm I'm telling y'all from experience I don't know what the second part of the entrepreneurship rant was kind of about but um let me see I'm trying to think of yeah so I covered everything that I have on my notes here I just really wanted to express that because like I said I feel like it's kind of like a trendy thing now to be an entrepreneur and I want to say that It is a beautiful thing that a lot of people are realizing the power of creating your own business, crafting your own thing of allowing yourself, excuse me, to express yourself creatively. But I also want to say that if you're going into entrepreneurship thinking you're going to work less upfront, you're going to get paid more upfront. I'm so for the big visions. I'm also, y'all know I'm very grounded. I'm gonna tell y'all like it is. Okay, I'm very, very grounded. I really like, I really like looking at things from the earthly perspective of where we are right now. And, and y'all just gotta know that putting in work is a reality for a business. And like I said, if you love what you do, typically it's not hard for you to put in work because you really enjoy what you do and so, It becomes something where it's like you work really hard, but like it's so fun. Like with my skincare, like I I work pretty hard on it. Um, Manifest Daily, I work hard on this content, like like writing the notes, like doing the research, setting up the camera, like it's like all fun stuff. And I feel like if you didn't like this stuff, you'd be so annoyed. Um, Editing, like all this stuff. I really like it. But just ask yourself, like, why? what is it that you're looking for same thing when i was talking about earlier go back to those values go back to the day in your life identify what it is that you're looking for and ask yourself do i really want to be a business owner or do i really just want a flexible job that pays me well because all i've experienced before is toxic environments that i'm underpaid and overworked ask yourself and if you really do want to be an entrepreneur and you really do want to be a business owner you really have a vision i'm excited for you i'm excited for you because i think we need more of that. We need more people going after their visions and going after, you know, like what they want to create and bringing that to the world. Um fresh ideas are needed out here. So, I'm excited for you if you do have an idea, you do have a vision, you do have something that you want to pursue. And one other thing I want to end with is that if you are an entrepreneur and you have found yourself in this place where maybe it's like tough right now. Maybe you are not finding as many clients. Maybe the cash flow is slowing down a little bit, whatever the case is for you. And you are feeling a little bit stuck, feeling a little bit of a desperate energy. I want to also like, you know, let you guys know that if you have a business, but you also have to take up part-time work to help you pay your bills or to help you have peace of mind with cash flow or to help you actually put money into your business because you are um, bootstrapping, because I'm bootstrapping my entire skincare business. So without my nine to five work, I wouldn't have the money to actually buy the things I need to get this business up and running. And it's a lot of things, baby, it's a lot of things. If you have to take on another role in order to allow yourself to go through this season with a little bit more ease in your business, You are still an entrepreneur. I don't know who on social media started this rumor that if you're not a 100% working for yourself, which like I said, everybody working for somebody. If you're not a 100% working for yourself, you're not an entrepreneur. Get that. Oh, God, Lord. I'm over it, okay? I am over it. That is simply so wrong. If anything, you're even more of a beast to be working at a company and also working on your business. You know how much energy, time, strength, um, balance that takes that is, that is, I commend you if that is what you're doing. I commend you. If you're raising a household and starting a business, I commend you. If you're going to school and starting a business, if you're going to school and going to work, if you're going to school and, and, um, raising kids and going to work all these combinations, all these combinations I commend you. It takes so much strength and persistence to see your vision through and to be balancing multiple different things. So do not let anyone convince you that you are less of an entrepreneur because you also work at a nine to five because everybody is working for somebody at the end of the day, as a, as an employee, Baby, you are exchanging your services and your time for, for money. Same thing you do as a business owner. Same thing you do as a business owner. So you are an entrepreneur through and through. So I just wanted to end with that. But anyways, you guys, this has been a long episode as usual. Um, I am going to go ahead because I am like really thirsty now. So I'm going to have some water. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go ahead and head to Barnes & Noble now. So I'm like looking over at the clock to see what time it is. But I'm gonna head over to Barnes & Noble now and get some work done. And I need to bring a sweater because it's like always freezing in Starbucks and Barnes & Noble. I'm like, baby, the books don't need to be kept at like a negative 10 degrees. Like the books will be okay, honey. The books will be okay. But anywho, I wanna thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode, for listening, for being here. I appreciate you so, so, so very much. Like I said, keep an eye out for the, um, what is it called? For, like I said keep an eye out for the house tour which will be coming on Friday and go ahead and leave me some comments below let me know how you enjoyed this episode let me know if you kind of are excited for the other career episode I kind of want to make it a little bit more grounded talk about advocation advocation is that word? advocating for yourself in your workplace um, and that is it my loves thank you again so much for being here the giveaway winner for the airpods was announced on Instagram yesterday so if you missed that it was on Instagram and if you won then I tagged you and you know who you are. Okay, I will be doing more giveaways though. So if you didn't win this time, do not worry. There will be more giveaways coming. I would love to get this channel to a thousand subscribers by the end of this year, which we can absolutely do. I feel like that's such a small goal to set. Can we get to a thousand subscribers by the end of Q3? Q3 ends in, let's see, July, wait, uh, wait, oh my God. January, February, March is Q1. April, May, June is Q2. July, August, September, Q three. So the end of September. Can we get to a thousand subscribers by the end of September? Please, if we do, I really want to do like a really big giveaway. I'm trying to decide like what I want to give away, but like I want to do some. You know what I'm saying? So so subscribe. Okay, give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed, and I will see you guys. Chat with you guys in the next one. And also, if you're listening on the on the podcast version, and I've been talking about like subscribing for the millionth time. Um. Feel free to go to YouTube and subscribe on there as well. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will chat with you guys in the very next episode. I hope you have an amazing day and a noise and an amazing week my loves bye. I my love